Hello, welcome to the podcast, friends, family, excited to have you here. I am, my face is physically splitting. I say this a lot. I'm so excited. I'm overjoyed. I'm grateful for a, a friend I have known for literally 30 years, literally 30 years. I will talk about how we know each other whenever I bring her on, but I'm so, so excited to introduce you all to Courtney Lewis, born and raised in New Albany, Indiana like yours truly. Courtney loves to spend time with her one-year-old daughter, Collins, and life mate and Collins' dad, Mackenzie. After working in the office of the mayor of New Albany for 12 years, Courtney went on to be the communications director for Louisville Metro Housing Authority before embarking on her newest adventure as director of community engagement for New Albany Housing Authority. She volunteers on the boards of several community organizations, the Carnegie Center for Art and History, Floyd County 4-H, the Homeless Coalition, Southern Indiana Tourism, Caesars Foundation's Grant Committee, and she's also the New Albany Floyd County Schools Mentor Me Mentor. In Courtney's free time, she loves to spend time with her family, brunch with her friends, and watch TikToks and nap. And I, I always tell people that I make them do these um, introductions of themselves so I don't embarrass them, but I do have to say that Courtney is a prolific Instagram stories content creator. I laugh every single day, every single day. And I was like, I need to have you on my show. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Courtney Lewis. <laughs> um, thank you so much. I wrote oh. most of that, but I do love that people like my Instagram content. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's, ama it's amazing. Truly. It's like, what does Courtney have for me today? So much curated wisdom from the interwebs from the interwebs indeed. So, oh my goodness gracious. So to get started off, I'd love to ask everybody, Courtney, how do we know each other? Well, as you so kindly pointed oh out, we have known each other for 30 years, which I don't feel like an adult. So 30 years feels like an extremely mm -hmm. long time to know a human. Yeah. Um, but we went to elementary school together yes. um, and middle school together and high school together. Yes. So we have just literally known each other all of our memorable lives. Truly, since first yeah. grade. Since very first grade. And your that, mom was my fourth grade teacher. Yes, yes. that's right. I forgot you were in her class. Yes. yes. And I still see your parents like every once in a while. I saw them at Meyer not that long ago. <laughs> and I think I said they're talking to them for like 20 minutes. Yes. Up. So yeah, I mean, we, we are lifelong friends. Yes, I love it. I love it so much. And such an appreciation. And like I said, too, and... I love the ability to keep up with people on social media, right? Because especially with your little one and the most epic first birthday party theme ever. Well, ever thank ever. you very much. Yes. Thank you. I'm trying to make her a cool kid. Yeah. I mean, right. That's like our job is to, I, it's funny. Cause I think about, and I see these memes and I also think about, I reflect, like I see these children these days and like having a, a girl and a boy, which again, gender, whatever, but you know, yeah in this, in this younger age, like the girly clothes and all of this and stuff. And I'm like, do you remember the like swishy fabric matching windbreaker suits that we wore? With, like the elastic at the ankles. The elastic ankles yeah. and the turtlenecks and the like multiple scrunchies and the bunchy socks. And yeah. just like, just, it's so funny to me now. And I'm like, that's what children look like these days. Do you see what they were putting us in, in the nineties? Come on. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going to, I'm going to hope and pray. And like, I'm looking at my mom right now. I'm going to hope and pray that that was cool. And they weren't just trying to embarrass us. Hey, you know what? It was like, it was like all the parents of the nineties got together and we're like, guys, guys, these pictures are going to be great one day. Yes. Yes. My I know. And it's funny. To Jesus. Yes. The higher the hair, the closer to God. <laughs> Absolutely. And we loved it, mom. We loved it. Yes. <laughs> Hi, mom. <laughs> Thanks, says hi, mom. <laughs> I love it. But oh, yeah, and it, and it is so weird, but like we didn't have the internet. We didn't have YouTube. We didn't nope. have any of these things. So, nope. you know, our parents did the best they could with what they had. That's right. That's and right. Hey, no tea, no shade. That's right. But also it's just, it is funny to be like, is that just really genuinely what we thought was attractive or... I mean, truly it was, but it's funny. I also was looking back at a picture of me when I studied abroad in London and was walking around in this most ridiculous, it, it like popped up in my time hop this today. And I was like, I literally thought Prince Harry was, cause I lived right across the street from Kensington palace. And I was like, I literally thought I had a chance that Prince Harry, Prince Harry was going to be like, who's that? Somebody you married a commoner, Meg. You had, you had ah. a chance. 
<laughs> Absolutely terrible choices. Anyway, so but it is nice to be. I feel like the, hopefully the, the styles will hold up in the future, like when we reflect back on that. And it's funny because I was talking to a girlfriend yesterday and she was like, it's crazy because we are really the last generation that didn't have digital cameras, digital yeah. photos. And I actually, I'm very envious of my children. Like I would love to see, like just last night I had a video, I just actually posted right before we hopped on of my son putting shrimp in the air fryer, right? And I would love to see like little two and a half year old Meg chopping some potatoes or, you know, yes. and, and we just don't, ha- I, we don't have that. We didn't have that big fancy camcorder and VHS. And so while I'm insanely grateful for the opportunity to have it now, I, I do, I got kind of covet that for us. <laughs> I'm the same way. And like, my uncle has always had like a video camera, like since I was a little, little kid, my uncles had a video camera. So there are like bits and pieces, but just like my everyday life, like there were there are pictures, but like, I don't know what I sounded like when I was little, really. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like how I would move around. Like, and I'm sure you're in the same situation. Like I take videos of Birdie and she's so like awkward and funny and whatever. Yes. And I don't see that of myself. So it's just, and maybe it's, it's overkill. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, I have all these pictures, like yeah. her life will be memorialized in yeah. a way that ours just, but yeah. I mean, there's good and bad to it, you know? Yeah. Well, I think a couple of things on that. I think it's interesting because I was not to be morbid, but um, my mom recently found that my, some somebody had up, it says member of the family. Somebody uploaded these beautiful photos on my grandmother's memorial page and on my grandfather's memorial page for parents. And I hadn't ever seen some of these photos, and we were just mm-hmm. like, "This is amazing and wonderful." And I again, not to be morbid, but I was like, "It's interesting because for me, I am I'm I'm the historian for like." all of my friend groups, when we go to visit people, when we travel, whatever, I'm, I'm on my phone. I'm not like on my phone, but I'm, I'm always like, Oh wait, let me get a picture of that. Or I love candids. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like how I feel so bad for my children and, you know, praise the Lord, hopefully in 60 years when they have to find 20 photos of me for my yeah. memorial. Right. And so I'm like, that's going to be really interesting. And then obviously for them, literally from the moment they were born, the sweet, beautiful nurses were holding my phone, taking pictures in the operating room as they entered this earth. And so, and then I, I've also heard, and obviously we can't know, but I've heard people, you know, researchers or whatever are thinking that because we all share so much about their lives that maybe they will be more guarded and be less interested in being on social media and whatnot. Like our younger children, obviously we know like 13 year olds are all about the TikToks, but right. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out, but I do definitely, I, was, I had that conversation yesterday and I was like, yeah, I would love to know. Like I remember getting all A's and a B in conduct. So I know little, little Meg was definitely chit chatting, but I'd love to like see that in action. Yeah. Like I see my son do. Yes. Same. I feel exactly the same way. Yeah. So interesting. So yes. Um, but anyway, yeah. And it kind of all comes back to like what you and I had talked about before we got started about like adulting <laughs> and what does that mean? And like, how can it possibly be that we were in first grade 30 years ago and now we have children and we're responsible for things. <laughs> it's a bad idea. I will say that. <laughs> also though, like I really do, um, you know, we are adults, whatever that means, you know, based on all of these constructs that have been created long before we were here. Right. Um, but I think it's given me like a lot more perspective. Like when I sit with, I'm an adult and I'm a mom now, which mm-hmm. my whole life is not that, but that's an amazing piece of my life. Sure. Um, my mom is an adult and it's yeah. like, whole like, wait a minute. Yeah. She, she was an adult before she had me. Like she was a person before she had me. She mm-hmm. is a human being that seems to adult better than I do, but she's older than me. She's just had more practice. At, like, sure. It's one of these like mind bending conversations. I always call them. How does gravity work? Cause yes. like, it's just yes. like, Whoa, like if I think about it for too long, uh-huh. we'll explode. the mind starts to swim a little, doesn't it? Yes, it like- does. It really does. I can't, I need to ground myself because I'm about to float off into space because I don't understand gravity because it's too much to think about. And yeah, yeah. and it's so, so much. I would watch TikToks now. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You, and I'll tell you, my husband, Austin, he 
He loves the TikToks. I'm trying to get into it. I'm trying to like, you know, that's been an encouragement. And some of them are just hysterical. Somebody sent me one today about um, from Dumb and Dumber when they're in the van and Jim Carrey's like, I'm going to get you. And Jeff Daniels is like, no, you're not. And they just keep saying that back and forth. But like under the tags were like J- Jim Carrey was Omicron. And it's like, I'm get <laughs> oh you. my God. No, I'm I think not. Okay, sent that to me. Somebody sent that exact same one to me today. Hysterical. And it's funny because like, I didn't mean to talk about COVID on this podcast, but I feel like, again, because we are adults, right? So we're the ones in charge of protecting these children. And I have to say, personally, I get, I I do respect where people are coming from. I always, before I respond to somebody as as a mental health professional and as somebody in her own treatment, like that is always my goal of being like, what did they really mean by that? And when people are really flippant about like, oh, you're just going to get it, get over it. And it's like, yeah, totally get that. Live your journey. Yes. But like, Yes, but I'm responsible for two small children and I don't, I don't know how to sit with that tension of like, it's very likely that they are, like, we are all going to get it at some time, but like, I still feel the need to do everything that I need to do to protect them from getting it. And it's like, it, I do sometimes, I'm like, it's so nice of you to just, be, it must be nice for you to be able to just be like, oh, I'm just going to get sick for a couple of days. And, and I'm like, right. But then I'm sick and my husband's sick and they're both sick. And who's going to come take care of me? And I have to take care of them. And heaven forbid, we all react poorly. And then we're up and on in the hospital, you know, catastrophizing. I'm aware, but. But those are real. Th- I mean, in adult life, those are real things we have to think about. We, yeah. we don't have the luxury anymore. Some people do. And yeah. in reality, maybe I'm just incredibly jealous of people who have the luxury to just be like, oh, well, but I feel like for me, there are so many potential outcomes and the way that adult brains work, Uh how do I mitigate any 50 of these outcomes? Yeah. And, you know, it, it's also scary, um, because there are, and, and I'm the same way. I very much respect um, that the very closely held ideals that people have, of course, uh, just because I want them to respect mine too. Sure. Um, but dang it, <laughs> like if there are some things we can do and it, you know, if everyone does the same things and it makes it easier for everyone, uh-huh. ee, yeah. maybe yeah. just do that. I know it. I know it really is it's hard though. It's, it's interesting coming you know, when we moved here, we moved here literally St. Patrick's day of 2021 from Kansas, from Houston to Kansas. And so that was like the day, the world kind of like that weekend, we got here on a Thursday and Monday, Kansas implemented the shelter in place order. So like literally, uh, we got so lucky. We were, you know, of course, all of these texts are going around, like the the borders are shutting down and go shopping now because they're closing everything. It's martial law has come, of course, you know, the catastrophizing. But like, we were actually concerned that like, well, we got, so we got out and we felt good about that. So we made it, you know, to Oklahoma and then we made it to Kansas. And then we're like, but our stuff isn't coming until tomorrow. And what if they close the borders then? So then we're here, but we have nothing. And where's our, where's all of our stuff going to go? And, and of course, again, the, the panic and the catastrophizing, but like, we were just, we could not have been luckier to be able to get out exactly when we did. I mean, it's been very difficult. We know nobody here basically. So, um, and we don't know any, again, like if I knew you, I could be like, well, I know Courtney's being, you know, safe. So let's go to Courtney's and that's fine. But it's like, I don't know these people across the street from me who have children. Like, I don't know what they do. I can't get to know them and in this space, but, um, but yeah. And so it's been really interesting to see like we all make life choices, right? So if you choose not to have children, I couldn't support that more. Couldn't, could not be happier for you here for you all day. So it's like, but then you do have that luxury of like not having to defend and protect small children gives you a different mindset. Yeah. And when so you can hear about only yourself, the yeah. world is different. That's very true. And so I, it's, it's, it just, it's a little nails on chalkboard for me when people are like, oh, it's fine. You're just going to get it. Everyone, all the people who I know who have kids, they, they were all fine. I'm like, right. But then there's like the guy from Broadway who was 40 and perfectly healthy and died with Swiss cheese lungs, right? Zero pre-existing conditions. I know, you know, I'm not going to use names, but one of the, te- my mom's old teaching partner. I mean, he passed away, you know, young, really no pre-existing conditions. Um, again, I'm not going to go into other people's business, but like 
so like what if we're that one percent of people who really do react and yeah so it is one of those things where it's like that must be so nice for you to not have and good for you for not having that's then that was my choice to have children and but then I I just I just like it when people are like just get over like you don't need to be so stressed out about it you don't need to worry about it live your life and I'm like well you live your life let me live my life yeah parent and anyway so but yeah I was actually having a conversation with um someone who is dearly close to me um not blood family, but very sure. much familial. And we just have very, very different feelings on all of this. Uh-huh. And, you know, they were like, I'm not going to do like, I'm not going to get tested anymore. Um, we just went through us. This was the very first time. So Birdie just turned a year old. Mm-hmm. Uh, the very first time we've all gotten sick. Uh-huh. Uh, we did not have COVID. Uh-huh. Apparently, even though I, I got tested, I get tested all the time. Just I'm paranoid about it. I have a baby. Um, we are staying with my mom right now and Uh my grandma's here. Like, I just, I don't want to knowingly get anyone sick and I don't want to be sick. Um, so like, like, it sucks. And when you are a mom, the it's different Uh because you still have to do things. Yes. I remember a few years ago, I got the flu. My mom came to my house and like took care of me and like, but it was, it was just me. Right. But like, right. now, like this kid still needs her diaper change. She still yep. needs to eat. She yep. still needs to play. She's not going to sleep all day just because I don't feel good. Uh-huh. What a blessing to have a, a great partner who like, you know, picks up, but still like, yes, not like I could just do nothing all day. That's right. Um, but you know, so I get tested just so I know, and I've been vaccinated, which I completely understand as a choice for everyone, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm we had just gotten over being sick and she's like, well, you're not sick. Are you, you know, we don't want to get sick. And it's like, well, the irony of that is I get tested all the time. So I know I'm not going to get you sick, but you don't want to get tested. So like also as an adult, how do I have a disagreement with someone that I love and care for? Not take it somewhere completely South. Yes. And respect that they have their feelings and I have mine. Like, yes, adulting is, stupid and a trap, but here we are. <laughs> Absolutely. It is. And I think it's really interesting. I have a, a good friend who actually, we did a crossover podcast because she has her own as well. And she owns a practice down in North Texas and it's called millennial counseling. And they see a lot of, she's a licensed marriage and family therapist, um, supervisor. And, um, and she, and I were talking and I was like, I think, I think millennials, I think we're the ones who kind of created the term adulting, like because we, I don't, I don't know if it was like social media. I don't really know how it came about, but like, we all got to this space where we left college and started getting jobs. Like, especially the, if I may, I, you know, we're part of the Oregon trail generation. Oh, absolutely. Like, right. Absolutely. I feel like people born in the eighties are not the same as the people born in the nineties. I know we're all millennials, but like the elder millennials. Are, so I just feel like we all were like, wait, so we're supposed to just do this now? Like, you watch like our grandparents' generation and our mm-hmm. parents' generation, and they just like made it look, I don't want to say easy. I know I saw my parents have their own struggles and their own emotions and their own, right? But like, generally speaking, there's like, you just knew what to do. You just made it happen. And they made it look like they had been adults all their lives. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was not, um, the Oregon Trail did not prepare me. Um, <laughs> right. So, uh, a, a tax form or, oh. or, or know which health insurance options to pick. That's or, so true. Like, it was great. Do you remember, um, I brought this up to somebody not that long ago. They did not remember. Do you remember when we did Harmon's letters? Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I sure did. Oh, and I will forever remember that song that, um, come Josephine in my flying machine. Yes. Cause that's when we learned that. Yes. I don't know what we were supposed to get out of that by any stretch of the imagination. And it has not helped me in my adult life. But I bet once a week that song comes into my head. How about that? Yeah. So like just education. How about we teach kids how to how to do real things that they need to do in life? Yes. Um, a sprinkle of Harmon's letters and Oregon Trail instead yes. of the river. <laughs> yes. Yes. Harmon's letters was a lot of fun. I remember I, if I may, um, cause I don't do this anymore and what a weird brag, but like, I actually, we went somewhere to some events yes. 
Yes. And I won the, I, I had to beat everyone out in school and I did in class. And then I won the marble tournament. Like, wh- why do I remember that? Yes. I don't, you did. I, I didn't remember that until you just mentioned Harmon's letters. And I was like, oh yeah. I remember like practicing marbles after I won the class. Cause I like wanted to win. And I, anyway, like what a random that is thing. Wild that you won that. And like, I, I don't think that school needs to all be like, learn, 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 learn. No. I'm actually learning that with it's so, oh my gosh, I'm going off on another topic about parenting, but like not everything needs to be strictly educational. You right. can't have fun and whatever I do. And I, I want to talk more about that, but like, I do think it's really interesting like why we don't have a class where you learn how to do taxes and why you don't have mental health of some sort being a requirement. We definitely learn in fifth grade about periods and penises, but we don't learn about our brains. How to regulate your emotions and how to, how to yeah. be able to control outcomes that yes. controlling what you can control and, and chilling the hell out sometimes just like taking a beat. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, it, it's interesting in our generation is like, there's so much parenting information out there. Everything is a Google away. And every question you could possibly have has 5,000 variations of different answers. And so it's interesting because I, when I, in preparing to become a mother, I was like, okay, let me do all the reading. And how am I going to make everything supposed to be educational? It's this toy, not that toy. And it's no lights and wood. And if it's doing something, they need to see why like gravity is making it work. Not because batteries are making it when like, all of this stuff. And it's like, sometimes it's okay for them to just run around and play tag or climb. Or, you know, for example, my, my daughter got one of those, um, oh, I'm going to forget the word now, the object permanence boxes for her her baby shower, but obviously she's not able to use it for until about a month ago. And I pulled it out about a month or so ago. And my two and a half year old is obsessed with it. And it's like, if I may well beneath air quotes for the podcast, well beneath his skill level but he just, but he, was it, just playing. he just likes to play with it and it's just fun yeah. and it doesn't have to push his mental boundaries and it doesn't have to teach him anything and like it's cute because sometimes there are three holes and it's like blue red yellow and so you, you can see him sometimes he'll be like well I want to make sure that they're not on the right color and then none of a match and but sometimes it's okay to just do that but it's like all of this information that we've been getting in our generation is like you need to be teaching them and they should be able to be fluent in four languages by the time and especially during COVID is like, well, if you're not learning a different language yourself, what are you what doing? Are you doing? Yes. What are you doing with your quarantine? Yes. And it's like, well, we're all not operating at Ma- the top of Maslow's hierarchy of means right now. We're not in self-actualization. We're in survival. I'm re-watching the Real Housewives of New Jersey for the fifth time during quarantine because everything is depressing and I can't yes. leave my house and yes. I just want to eat popcorn and not have to think. And yes. if that's where my brain is, why wouldn't that be where my kid's brain is? Yeah. And it's okay. And it's okay. And it's gotta be so t- I mean, we're, we're our lucky. I can't imagine these sweet, wonderful humans who have like eight-year-olds in nope. the pandemic and nope. like homeschool, uh, what a virtual learning and and it's interesting because our friend, I, hope, I don't think she'll mind initial listening to the podcast. Hey, Ariane, uh, lives out in Utah. And I was talking to her a couple of weeks ago, right before school got out for the fall semester. And it snowed 14 inches overnight, which I mean, oh. live in the mountains, it's beautiful. But like, and they saw school the next day virtually because they know how to do that now. So they don't get snow days. And I was like, well, what does that do for our mental health? Of like, I think right. a snow day can be, I mean, not to the point where like, we're out for two weeks, but like, wouldn't it be nice to just let the kids have, oh, it snowed. Why don't you go outside and play and get some free vitamin D and serotonin? <laughs> when we were kids, snow days were so magical. I feel like magical, but that's the same case here today. They did virtual learning mm-hmm. um, because they knew it was going to snow pretty badly and the roads were going to be bad. And, you know, yeah. it, like I remember for us, it was like, Oh, sweet. It's a, like, if we knew the night before, are you kidding me? Like you oh, yeah. could call all your friends and yep. plan when you were going to go sledding. Like yep. we just had all of these experiences that like yep. kids are never seemingly going to have again because yep. of the technology that we have and it's, the yeah. way we to adapt. So yep. I don't even know sometimes if I feel like it's all for the better, you know, I think it's, yeah. It's definitely, and like for us, like as adults, I can work from home now. Uh-huh. So like sometimes that's a blessing, but like, yeah. 
sometimes it's also a curse. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it is. And I only, this is my office. This is also my guest. Yeah. Like I, I only work from home. And so I miss, yeah. I love the, this is why I love these opportunities. I miss like the water cooler chats, which I don't know if I've ever actually worked someone that had an actual water cooler, but you know, but like, I like being able to like, Oh, I need to run and get refill my water bottle. And on the way, I'm going to stop by a couple of people's offices and say hi. And I don't have that anymore. So it's very important for me to find those outlets, other places. And the same of like, even adults sometimes just need a mental health day and maybe a snow day could be that little blessing for us. And I, I wonder, obviously everything is new and nobody knows, and we'll be doing research and we'll figure it out. But like kind of the pendulum has swung so far one way of like, now we don't offer snow days. Maybe we'll, we'll recognize that it's okay to maybe just give people a break, even though we have the technology to accomplish that maybe it's okay that we just don't and again I've also you know my mother you just said is was a teacher and so I also appreciate not wanting to go to school until July right (laughs) so exactly like who wants to be in school for an extra two weeks because it's no but and didn't our graduate I think our grad now that our graduation was like was pushed back because we had too many snow days so again fair enough again like it both and right. Like it doesn't have to be one or the other. It can also be it both at the same time. And we figure out yes. like, where do we want to land within that tension of like, do we want to just say we are never taking a day off and suck it up and get over it? Or do we want to push graduation back? And then where are we, can we fall on that spectrum? Or do we want to just give millennials the space to run the world and see what happens? <laughs> that would be that would be pretty interesting, wouldn't it? I think it'll be really fascinating to see where we go as we, like, I have to admit, I, even now I'm still thinking about it. And I was like, it's, it's on the top back of my head. So I'm just going to say it. Like when I introduced, I said, ladies and gentlemen, and I was like, well, that's not appropriate because I support, I support non-binary conversation. So why did I just say ladies and gentlemen, and like immediately alienated some listeners of my podcast. And it's like, that's a millennial not, not that people who are older than us aren't also operating in that space, but like, I'm glad that that conversation, like we're all publicly trying to push change for such things. So I do also want to apologize for misspeaking earlier, but just generally, like, it's nice to see some things starting to move in a lot more appropriate directions. And I'm excited to see kind of where that goes. And also it's one of those things where you're like, but this is crazy because we're supposed to be the ones doing it. Like, yeah we're allowed to have thoughts and opinions. We're allowed to run corporate. I mean, you know, like we're allowed to. I have an adult job where people ask me real, like no one's yeah. life depends, but like I have input into like decisions and it just doesn't, it, it still does not connect sometimes. You know, I have the ability to influence positive change. Yes. Because I'm an adult now. Right. But that includes, you know, being able to spread a message of more inclusivity, even just by nature of either of us in reality, being in a room for our parents' generation, that was much more difficult. Right. So we are really in a great place to, to be able to influence and change the world around us at the very least. Uh Uh-huh. By nature of who we are, but also, uh, as it turns out, we're humans and right. we can only do so many things in a 24 hour period. Yes. Yeah. And it's so interesting of like career and motherhood and parenthood and like, what, what are our priorities and time and, um, how to, how to juggle all of that and, and make it all make sense and be available to our coworkers and colleagues and the people who, you know, look to us for leadership and also be available for our children and feel supported. And, um, you know, I just remember how lucky I felt like my parents would go to every one of my track meets, even there were times when I was injured and they would travel to away soccer games, just because they wanted, they wanted, you know, they supported the team, go Bulldogs. And, um, but they wanted me to feel support because I had to travel with them anyway. Obviously I wanted to as well. And so I'm, that's where my mind is, is like, how do I get to a space where I can feel fulfilled professionally? I can do a good job. I can be what I need to be for people who I am beholden to in a professional setting. And then also make that space for the kiddos. And then also on some level, heaven forbid, take care of myself. <laughs> right. Right. Because you can't 
fill all these other cups if you're empty either. And I tend to think that in reality, and this has been like a learning process that, you know, I think, you know what, you know, so our parents were operated under a different set of knowledge and they had different tools than we did. Um, but you know, like, I feel like when we were growing up, boundary setting was not really a thing. Um, and especially with like familial relationships. Oh no, ma'am. And I am finding the only way that I can do all those things that I can feel like I'm being an okay to like a fair to Midland mother or a fair to Midland partner or fair to myself is setting boundaries like in everything. Just, mm-hmm. I won't be on any board. I'm on a couple boards that meet like after work hours, uh-huh. but from now I'm like, I love all of these things. They are yes. worthy causes, but if I can't do it during the day, yeah. I can't do it. Yeah. And if, because, you know, I also, my, um, I have a handful of little rugrat nieces and nephews that I love to death. And yes. Uh, and man, they, your sister's kids look just exactly like, it's, anyway, sorry, I'm going off. Do, on they look like, do you think they look like her? I think so. Did they, did okay. you have family she would love to, no, she would love to hear that. Oh, we literally just had an argument the other day about them looking like their dad. And I'm like, yeah, I'm well, but I guess I've never met their dad in person, but I've, I've known, obviously known your sister for quite some yeah. time. She's in my brother's grade. Yes. Yeah. Which yep. is funny. Cause there are a couple of little, little rugrats with that you know like, that same, uh, yeah we, were, we had like the 2003 and then our we had older 2000 siblings yep. a couple yep. of sets of us um yeah that's funny well i'll i'll have to let her know because i see them and i'm like dang <laughs> yeah. i mean they all act like their dad but they look like their mom so what a blessing yeah. um <laughs> uh, you know the her oldest girl uh plays basketball and uh-huh. uh she's a senior in high school and i don't like missing those games Right. So that's also like another commitment and layer um, to, you know, I want to be there for her. I want to, right. and it sometimes means we're traveling. Like we've been all over the state of Indiana. Yes. And the season's not done. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, those are just things. And, and I'm not willing to sacrifice that because I had a meeting um, or yeah. because I want to. I'm, I've never been money motivated by any stretch of the imagination working sure. for local government and nonprofits does not sure. a millionaire make today. Ah, sure. Um, but you know, I just, I would much rather, you know, those are the priorities I set and then my boundaries come from those priorities. And it just, I, that probably would have been a phenomenal skill to learn in high school. Yes. Versus waiting until I'm in my thirties. Yeah. Like, you know, you can have all of these pieces of your life, but they all can't exist at the exact same time. That's right. Absolutely. I just, I think it's so interesting. And I am, I'm delighted at least to see that children will, even if it's not in, embedded in the curriculum, at least they do have access to, to even TikTok. Like there are mental, yeah. I, I am, I am one of them. Therapy by Meg on TikTok. Like I'm not, mine's not yeah. very good yet. I'm new. I'm very new team. Don't judge. But like, there are some really good TikTokers. Is that, is that what you call them? TikTokers? Uh, I'm a millennial. I don't know. So I, I still call it the TikToks. The TikToks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cause like YouTubers is. I yeah. Think what they say. That's so a thing. Anyway, yeah. That's a thing so, for sure. But there are some TikTok people. Influencers. Influencers out there who are talking about um, mental health things and setting boundaries and you know what grief really looks like and all of these things that I mean great gosh did we ever the word grief ever get mentioned in a single class in all of you know and what that looks like and I think it would be great if that could be but at least the kids now are going to have access access to it also they have access to a lot of really not good things which is absolutely terrifying yeah so it really you know again as we talked about like that pendulum swings, it goes the good and the bad, right? It's both. And again, it's like, look at how much information we have as parents to try to learn, look at how much information our children will have. And, and the, the, the word boundaries, well, they will understand, you know, on some level because, and we're working to implement that for them too. And to be able to, um, to, to show that. Right. Well, we have the awareness that we need, like, our mental health has to be a priority. Our children will see that. Yeah. And, you know, generations 
before us, that was not, you just did what you had to do every day and you, you trucked through it and uh-huh. you put your feelings in a box somewhere. And sometimes they would explode because uh-huh. the box can only hold so much. That's and right. we have a, a different set of tools in our toolbox to deal uh-huh. with that. And hopefully passing that on to our children will only yeah. better influence generations. You know, I mean, the compartmentalization skills of the generations before us are Olympic level. I think about that sometimes when I'm feeling overwhelmed so far in the weeds, just about to be blown, just like literally feel like I'm just going to sit down on the floor and just sit and my head's going to just implode quite for a little while. And I'm like, people before me didn't have a choice to even think about this, to even, to even recognize like, and, and to be able to ask for help and to, you know, sometimes people wouldn't be able to ask their partners for anything. It's like, well, that's your job. And this is my job. I go to work and you take care of this. And, but now and it's, it out. yeah. And there are, that's, that is the reality for some people these days, even yeah. in 2022. But, um, but I'm, I'm glad to see that we are working away from that. And I think that is a nice space for us to be able to be in. And I am, I am optimistic overarchingly for the future. Um, but yeah, it's also, it also comes back to like, and we're the ones who are responsible for this. Like, Ew. yeah, makes no sense. <laughs> makes no sense. Yeah, absolutely. Fingers crossed. What'd you say? Fingers crossed. Yeah. Hey, right. We're doing, we're doing what we can. It'll exactly. All, I, the, all I keep saying to myself, no one died. It's fine. Like, did, are you bleeding? No. Right. No one died. No, it's fine. This didn't get done. That didn't get done. You know, one of the things that we're working on now I'm working on is the thank you notes for the Christmas gifts. And it's, you know, and I'm like, but you know what, first of all, it's three weeks after Christmas. And, you know, I don't know what Emily Post says, but I know in a wedding, you have a year to get out your thank you notes. So hopefully, you know, but it's like that somebody had mentioned it and they're like, yeah, I'm getting those done. And it was like a week or two before Christmas. And I was like, nope, I'm not even, I'm not receiving this information. I'm not talking about it. I'm not doing it. I can't putting this in my box. It's going somewhere else for right now. <laughs> I'm, yes. I'm going to, I'm going to put that in my notes for January. Cause right now, if I have to do one more thing, I'm go, I will, I will truly, I will melt down whatever that looks like. I don't know, but I can't or do just it. Like so. the fuzz of the end of the year. And like, we are in a situation and I didn't even realize it until I said it today. Maybe we had, um, our daughter's birthday is in uh-huh. December, two uh-huh. weeks before Christmas. And then we've got Christmas and then we've uh-huh. got New Year's and uh-huh. then we can go ahead and throw Thanksgiving in there. So like just that entire like stretch of time, mm-hmm. I don't even rec- like, I don't remember it now. And I know that like, we had a very fun birthday party. Yes. Nothing's in my head. No one's gotten a thank you card for that yet. You know why? Because my brain is mush. Yeah. And this was the first week that I had to like, I'm like, okay, we're back. And then it snowed. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It's, it's just just last night I was with some girlfriends watching the Harry Potter 20 year reunion I can't watch it. I'm scared. I'll cry. Um, so I am very much a Chandler being, I don't cry very often. I was touching. My girlfriend was crying. Yes. And I was like, I mean, it it was, it went, are you crying? (laughs) You are, you are wants to cry from, um, emotional things that are, uh, bringing you back nice memories and also talk about anyway, get your, get your Kleenex box ready. Get you some wine and some Kleenex. And yeah, but I was sitting there and I was doing, made, I made my little design on the cricket and they're drawing out the little cards. And and I'm like, okay, how many of these do I need? Who gave my kids presents? And I sat and I, I mean, obviously I went through, you know, my mom and dad, his mom and dad. Yeah. Right. But then I was like, who, who else did I, I should have, oh my gosh, like I should have written this down. I can't. So I then texted Austin who was upstairs and he was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> and since then we have a little more comprehensive list, uh, you know, within the, in the ensuing hours, but like, and again, they're not in a rush, but again, you're right. It's like, and I didn't have a birthday. I mean, my godson's birthday was, um, down in Dallas on the 29th. And so we went down for that, but I just showed up for it. I didn't, 
driving to Dallas is quite the feat, but still, I can't imagine having to throw what was an incredibly epic first birthday, but like, I am, yeah, it's just, it's there, like, there won't be another one till she's five, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just, and like, that's an expectation for a lot of like, yes, and not everywhere. And, you know, we also put a lot of pressure on ourselves. I just wanted it to have it. And I know I'm, I'm very aware. She's not going to remember a single thing about this birthday party, yeah. but I wanted the pictures to be great. And I wanted her to see yes. in 20 years, how loved she was yes. on her first birthday. That's important yes. to me. So and it was, I also am like, well, if people are coming, like, I want it to be nice. I don't want it to yeah. just be, you know, some whatever. And sure. It's a blessing that we have the ability to do it and of whatever course. else. So, but yeah, I mean, it's also like wholly unnecessary. We could have had cake and given that kid a box and a, a wrapping paper tube. She yeah. would have been happy as a clam Yes, and it would have been perfectly fine. But I mean, the things that we do to ourselves mm-hmm. and the way that we just take some of these things on, it's, it's incredible. But at the end of the day, everybody had fun. It was fine. Yeah nobody died nobody died but it is you're right those little those little details of certain things that we insist that need to be done yes that only add stress that certainly look nice in the photos or that, but like certainly people don't even recognize right like they don't even notice that i made these little special name tags out of whatever 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 yes. but but it is interesting it's like you do want it goes back to our conversation though about all of these photos and everything that's going on. And, and like, I don't do a lot of things just air quotes for the gram, but I do post things on the Instagram because I don't live in new Albany and I want you know my grandma and my parents to be able to see yeah. things in real time and feel like they're a part of what's happening. And so it's like, you want all of that to happen, but then all of these expectations and it's like, where do the expectations come from? Because I've, no one has come to me and been like, you know, Meg, if you don't make a banner, a three-part banner for his second birthday, it doesn't count and he can't move forward and he's not going to graduate from high school because he didn't have that banner at his second birthday, you know, but I spent so much time and effort designing it. I spent an extra $7 getting just this specific font because it was the best font and I didn't like any other font. And it's like, Same who, who, who told me I have to do this? me exactly that's how do we turn that voice off i don't know but if we could figure it out we would be richer than jeff bezos yeah (laughs) that's right we would be because i think everyone does that in their own way everyone has those things like you know for me obviously it was it was a first birthday party that had to be just right even though my sister messed up that entrance balloon thing was supposed to say nothing but a gangster party and she left out the a and chose not to tell me because she knew that I would probably freak out and I didn't notice until the pictures later and I was like did you forget how to spell she was like I didn't think you would notice and I'm like I don't know why you didn't think I would notice um but also that's another thing right there now I will never let them do that again because they messed it up Uh and so in my head I'm like I have to do everything yes I have to do it exactly the way I want it Yes. But for some people that's working out for some people that's their career for some, you know, I think we all just have something that's yeah all the time. Well, and I think it's interesting because it's like, we, we all have, we don't have the same 24 hours in the day. Like Kim Kardashian has 24 hours, but she has a nanny and a personal chef and literally almost a billion dollars or maybe has a billion. I don't know. I think she has a billion dollars and a staff of 50 and we've so, got and we've got us, so we don't all have, so, but it's one of those things where it's like, you do have to do a cost benefit analysis of yeah. balloons or no balloons, you know, like what can you at the end of the day sit with saying like, this is going to have to go. And I don't want to be that person's like, you can't have it all. Like you can't literally do Kardashian level parties yeah. when you are a social worker myself or work for public housing for yeah. you. Right. And don't have a staff of 50 and don't live in. Calabasas. I almost said Malibu, but that's not correct. Um, they probably ha- she has a house there too. I think. Like so. I know anything about LA. Anyway, um, but yeah. I know a little bit only because I have family there. But still, yeah, yes, it's yes, the right? same concept. Like, but yeah. also, how do we know that Meg? Because of the internet, because of that's social right. media. Like, 
those things are, and that, that does worry me. And I know that there was that thing about, um, you know, is it, was it Instagram or Facebook that knew that what they were doing was toxic, especially to young girls. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and, and we're, we have a little bit more awareness, yes. but we still see those things. We are yes. still influencers exist for a reason uh-huh. because we are influenceable. Yes. That's and correct. We have the ability to do it. That's why it's called that word. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, we may have a greater sense of self and awareness, like, okay, Courtney, you love the way that looks. You have the ability to scale that. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah. When you're a, you know, 14 year old in mm-hmm. high school with peer pressure and social media and yes. all of these other factors, minus that awareness, yes. minus the ability to, to connect all of the dots in your head, you know, it probably can be significantly more dangerous than it is for us just trying to make a fancy first birthday party. That's right. Well, and I think it's interesting, like, again, the paradox, yes, this and that both are true, right? Like I have access to see more supermodels and what I air quotes should look like. I say air quotes every time because people who listen to the podcast, like what I should look like and I should be that thin and whatever. And it's like, that's so, so much more than just like, you know, the, the 17 magazine cover that we saw at the grocery store, because that was really all we saw. And then, you know, of course like TV, but then also too, I hope that it does expand the children's worldview, right? Because when we were in, first of all, sidebar, can you imagine going through junior high with Twitter? Praise Jesus that none of that existed. Lord almighty. Uh, No, no, but right. So no, but so I, it's both because you do have that, just that like deluge of this is what you should look like. This is what you need to do. And then you also have, but like, maybe not everything is Hazelwood junior high. Maybe right. there's a world as, Oh, so I, people are all making fun of me because of something right now. And in 1998, that's, that's it. Like, I'm yep. aware that like Europe exists, right. I'm aware that like, I've seen it on a map. I've read yeah. about it in a history book. Right. So I know other people, other places exist, but genuinely, like generally speaking, like my entire family still live in the greater, greater Louisville area. In the greater New Albany area. Yes. 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 Like they, they, like my entire family, my cousin moved to Nashville for a couple of years and she's back in New Albany. Right. Like, so it's, so for me, and that's great. And I'm so happy. Everyone's happy. So I, but I have no notes on that. I'm just saying like that. That's all you know, though. That's all I knew. And so when something crazy would happen, I would be like, my world is ending. And so now I do, I think it's, it's kind of pulling on those different sides of like, cause you don't have that self efficacy, that self-awareness at 14 or whatever, to be able to say like, forget you. I make my own money and pay my own bills and do all my own stuff. So I don't care what you think about me because that is not true. Right. And also being able to see like, there is a bigger world out there than just Southern Indiana. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, I, I do think hopefully too, I think a, I hope maybe a positive that it's coming from access is you see these people who look um, whatever a conventional version of perfect is, uh-huh. but then there are so many more people that you can relate to also. Yes. Yes. And I think another piece of what, what is the generation after Gen Z? Z? Um, you know, I think they are also coming to this space of inclusivity and Uh just everyone really, at least from what I see on the internets and the TikTok, um, everyone can be who they are. There is space for everyone to be who they are, including conventionally beautiful people, including people who are more, you know, on the outskirts, um, of any social group, like, so hopefully there is, I mean, there very much is this, still this, and probably in reality from our millennial generation of the perfect, you know, right. everything airbrushed, everything. Yes. But, but now I think there's also a lot of inclusion and a lot of, there's more space to be who you are versus yes. what, what people think everyone should be. I feel like I was listening to a podcast yesterday with Esther Perel on um, someone, her name's Monica Padman. She's good friends with Dax Shepard. They have a podcast together. This was a separate oh, yeah. Dax's. Um, but, and, and they were talking about that of like, 
she is uh, a woman who's Indian, grew up in Georgia. Her mom moved to Georgia from India at six. So like they very much, she identifies as an American, but physically she would say like her skin color gave her away. And she just wanted to like tell everybody immediately, like, no, I'm just like you, but she's, these are her words, not mine, obviously. But, um, and so I thought that was interesting of like, I know that that still exists. I'm not Polly and I'm not like, oh, we, we all know better now, but I do feel like people are out of like, we're, we're, we're breaking away from that a little bit of like, the need to be exactly the same to fit in, right? Like I can be me and still be friends with you, even though we don't share these things in common or I don't like that outfit, but you like that outfit or, you know, whatever the things that are important in those, those ages, I, I'm just, I just continue to hope to be optimistic of like the people in the generations before us who started the conversation, our generation who is definitely more insistent on it. And then Gen Z who hopefully continues to push that so that I don't even know what our children's generation is called. Someone go and Google that for me now. But yeah, so I think like you were saying that space to be me is, is greater and, and you have the opportunity. Hopeful, I'm hopeful that that would be. And again, that's, uh, that comes down to us as parents continuing to instill that in, in the, our children and saying like, well, so what if they don't like that? Right? Like, okay. Okay. Don't hang out with them. Okay. Are they yeah. hurting you? Are you hurting them? Yeah. Everything's yeah. okay. Yeah. But it is, it, it is tough though. Again, I just remember thinking back to like junior high when something would happen and it's like, oh man, that person's world is just over. And then it's like a week later, everyone forgot that it even happened. And Right. Because something else happened and someone yeah. else's week was over. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I know. So we it made it just, out alive. Yeah. We made it, you know, we all survived and now yep. here we are. Hope, that is definitely something for me though, is like, when I reflect back on some of the things that were difficult for me, I did the idea of my children having to go through that makes, and my son acts, I mean, he's just like me. And so I'm so terrified of like, when I would argue with teachers, my little oppositional defiant self, I'm like, oh, I don't want that for him, but he'll, I guess he has to learn, like I'll support him, but he's going to have to figure it out on his own. Cause I can't tell him how to have a personality and his personality is going to be what it's going to be, but it is, I see it. And I'm like, oh, that's so difficult for me when I was growing up, please, please, Lord, <laughs> don't let it. We be- see that a lot with my nieces. Um, and I, you know, Birdie's one, so there's not like a lot she's giving me personality but um and it seems like it may be more mine than her dad's which is also going to present the same issues of um you are going to be told that you talk a lot in class uh and you (laughs) are probably going to have uh any manner of behavioral Uh issues but uh I turned out fine so hopefully it'll work for her but you know my nieces being in high school you know my sister and I are constantly like, I know it's hard for you to believe, but we were in high school. Yeah. Like we, we have experienced these things and yes. I, I understand that you can't fathom this, but we have, um, a bit more experience at life than you do. Shocking. And you are not the first person to experience uh-huh. any of these things. There, there's not, I would argue there's not an original thought left in the world. I was literally, <laughs> I was literally going to say that same thing. I was like, I, I, I'm, I'm not the first person who said it. Obviously, nor is Nicole Byer, but I remember her talking about her mom used to say that to her all the time. Like, there's nothing you're gonna do that hadn't been done before. You can't yep. pull anything over on me. Nothing's yep. new. Don't try, you know. And yeah. that's exactly right. Is like, but I think that like obviously we don't want people to go through negative experiences, but like that connection of like it isn't just me. I'm not a crazy person. I haven't. Yeah. I haven't been thrown to the wolves by the world um sometimes things do happen and that's okay I think it is nice Mm -hmm. and that is another thing that comes back to that social media component right like being able to connect with people and find the people who can be your village yeah absolutely outside of the people who live in your zip code yeah and it's nice too I think to you know that's another there are so many things that will pull us apart there are so many divisive issues and I think social social media definitely has the ability to amplify those, but also like it, it gives you the space to find community. Um, Mm -hmm. and if we would put more energy, I think into the things that connect us versus the things that, that divide us, 
we would see much more clearly that we are all a lot more like um, than probably social media would have us believe. So yeah, I mean, all of this is just two sides of the same coin. Yes. Unkindness is a serial killer. I quoted that on my Instagram from someone earlier this week. I mean, it really is. I just, if everyone could just kind of take a breath in the moment and think like, what is the kind response to this? Yeah. But, you, know, I know, yeah. you don't get as many likes for that, Meg. You don't. Oh, can I, can I just, and then I promise I will let you go. Cause I've taken up so much of your time already, but I, for some reason, Twitter gave me an alert that some person I don't follow and don't know, and doesn't even have a blue check next to their name. You know, not that I know yeah. I'm saying like, why are you recommending some person? I don't know. I don't know. Twitter and their algorithms. Right. And it's the tweet was that Brene Brown, who is a personal, not person, like a professional hero of mine, mm-hmm. um, social worker, PhD researcher, university of Houston. Good ass human. Right. Thank you. And this is, this is exactly what I'm about to say. Hates black trans people. L O L. Because Brene Brown doesn't talk about black trans, I think it was black trans women specifically, even. And I was like, I don't want to be that person who's like, but she's got black friends, because this is what this is sound like. But like, sure. she just wrote a book with Toronto Burke. Like, right. again, I don't want to say like she wrote a book with Toronto Burke and therefore she's not a racist and hate, you know, but like she is a white woman and uh, so the, I, I, I didn't say anything. I, this is what I've been trying to really, this is my meditation of like, take some information in, take a breath before you say, and then like hours later, I said something to Austin. I was like, I'm still really angry about this. And I've been thinking about it for a while and I'm trying to, de- of course he was like, Meg, you know, that was clickbait. You know that that was, that's what, like you said, that's what's going to get the likes. That's what's going to get the attention. And I'm like, I know, but the fact that anybody would even put that in the universe exactly. I mean, they hear- do that just so yes. something looks bad like it just we could- me, I just scrolled past it I just I didn't follow that person I didn't say anything I obviously only had the, now I'm of course having the conversation on my podcast but like it's okay you know what I'm saying like I didn't give and I'm not I don't know who that person was so I couldn't tag them out if I wanted to anyway and I'm certainly I'm not going to but it was like, and again, I'm not here to like, I'm sure Brene Brown would be happy, the first person to tell you she's got her faults and right. But I'm also here, like the fact that some person thought that that was the way they wanted to okay. say that part of their day. That's yeah. why I'm in my energy right now in this yeah. moment. And again, I think if I may, one of the good lessons is just to scroll past things, right? Like then just don't respond. Like that if only- Everything does not deserve a response from us. Yes. But and yeah. I am not perfect by any stretch of the imagination in that. Uh, maybe it's probably been like a, maybe almost two years ago. I don't even remember. Um, several of our classmates uh, and I got into a relatively heated argument on the internet. I missed all of this. Spill the tea. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, it was definitely political. It was definitely political. Um, and honest to goodness, I couldn't tell you right now three things that it was about. But I know that for whatever reason, I was like, nope, I'm responding to every single one of these things. And I said mean things. Everybody said mean things. But like, I did not like the meanest things in the world. But um, I probably, I think I did call someone ugly. But no, I didn't say ugly. I don't think I said ugly. Only because like, I don't even rest on stuff like that. Right, right. Um, Honestly, I I was going to say that would have shocked me if you would like, that's not, that's not like a you're, you're more, if I may, you're more intelligent than that. Like if yes. you're going to come for oh, somebody, yeah. you're going to come with some. My comebacks are going to hit you deep in the soul. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, think, I think I was honestly, I think I said something about like that person, um, their partner didn't choose them because they had a glowing personality or something. Uh-huh. I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but like after that, I was like, and when you're in it, like, of course, all these people are like, yeah, you're right. Or liking it or whatever. And it's yes. just like, all you that will. does is gas you up. You're like, yep. oh yeah. It happened. It's like, Courtney, like, yes, you got in a couple good ones. Uh-huh. How did that serve your life? Uh-huh. Like, how yeah. did you responding to something where you weren't going to change anyone's mind? You weren't right. going to, um, like, I don't feel like I looked bad, but it wasn't really representative of yes. my character. Yes. Uh, and so from that moment on, I was like, you know what? 
you don't have to respond to everything. You don't have to, your two cents aren't so great that they always have to come out of your mouth. And sometimes they are great and they still don't have to come out of your mouth. Uh And your mom probably really would have appreciated me having that mindset when I was in fourth grade. (laughs) (laughs) That's so much to ask of a nine-year-old though. It is. It is, but you know, I think those are just the things like even the things that really, really frustrate us, if they are not going to like benefit us in some way, you know, what's the point I can, I can stew on, I'll stew on it, whether I comment or not. Yes. So I don't need to add to my own detriment. Um, if it's not adding to my joy, I think that's where I am, but it's not adding to my joy. I just feel I feel like I really have, I love that. I feel like I really have taken that as my mantra very recently of like, I'm just, that does not serve me and I'm not participating. And and I mean, again, I just talk, but like, I think that's different of like, I'm so frustrated because, because the world is like this, not that very specific tweet, but like, I felt like that tweet was encapsulating of like, everything is for a like, everything is for a post, everything is for, and it's like, I just, again, I love that. What you said though, like, this is not serving me. This is not bringing me joy. It is not bringing me energy. I'm a squirrel right on past it. I can definitely sad text my friends. They saw it too. You know what I mean? Be like, what an idiot. But oh, that's that's sure. all it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. have to, we don't have to put our energy into these things. I think that, that just aren't going to, to give us any, when you're doing a cost benefit analysis of your day. Right. Right. How does that factor in? Right. And if it's Absolutely. not going to, don't do it. Yeah. My goodness. Well, Courtney Lewis, I cannot thank you enough. What a pleasure. I will probably bother you down the road to come back and have another one because I feel like we could talk for hours. About anything all day. About anything <laughs> all day. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So please tell everybody how they can find um, maybe some causes that you support or some things that you would like to to get out there. Um, you know what, actually in line, I think with everything we've been talking about, I had a meeting this week, actually, um, with this, a beautiful human being, her name is Tish Frederick and she started this organization, uh, it services, um, Southern Indiana and Louisville. It's called Baya, B-A-Y-A. It's beautiful as you are. And I think a lot of the things that we are talking about, um, she is working to instill in young people, um, definitely specifically, I think young girls, uh, you know, we talked about how middle school is so tricky, uh, and, you know, just having, uh, self-confidence and giving them a sense of self and giving them tools that they need to be able to navigate through life, um, at the age they are. And then, you know, all those things serve you later. So, um, I'm so excited about the work that she is doing, Uh, it was kind of like this. I went to meet with her just to see how we could partner with the housing authority. And we ended up talking about so many things over, I think like two hours. Yes. Um, but she is doing great, great work. Um, and it's all scalable. She has curriculum that she, um, has available, which I thought was phenomenal. And she's, uh, she talked about how for her, like she is very, she's religious. And for her, it felt like a calling from God. She's like, I didn't go to college. But every time, like her curriculum is legit. I'm looking at it and it looks like, like someone who, you know, went to school for all of these things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it all started just based on her realizing that her relationship with her daughter was not the the relationship that it should be. And it could be, Um, they went to therapy and then she is a beautiful thing. It really is. We could all, we should all be in it regularly. Yes. Um, but not just because it's your profession. <laughs> I'm biased. I say this all the time yeah. when clients are like, I don't know, do you think I need therapy? And I'm like, well, I'm biased. And I know it's a, it's a privilege to be able to access yeah. therapy. Um, but yes, I think, I think therapy is for literally everybody. Yeah. So I honestly, I think right now, um, Baya, and then anyone who lives in new Albany, um, or knows me knows my love of new Albany. Yes. Um, so basically just like all things new Albany. I am, I went back, uh, to be on the board at the Carnegie center for art and history. And, um, I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't remember us going on a field trip there when we were kids. Uh, I think kids do go there now, 
but like going as an adult, it's just such a cool experience. And they have a phenomenal exhibition that's getting ready to turn 15 on the Underground Railroad and New Albany's history with the Underground Railroad. And uh, we are working on a project at the city to bring um, an an art installation and storytelling piece that's in Louisville called the Unknown Project. Uh We're bringing that to New Albany. Um, and I'm working on that and, and we'll kind of all tie in together. So, um, definitely check out the unknown project, the Carnegie center and Baya. I will put all of these things in the show notes and I could, for everyone who has not been to, nor ever will go to New Albany, please skip ahead 30 seconds. The Carnegie center is like the old library that's down by like dress and dwell, right? Yeah. It's right at the corner of bank and spring. Yeah, right yes. by Harvest Homecoming is well. Yeah, we yeah. used to go there every year for Christmas Eve with my mom's family, and I did yeah. not, I did not appreciate that. What I, I that is one of my deepest regrets is not spending the time to really enjoy the great aunts and uncles like I should have. Oh. I we couldn't wait to get out of there. We I would take my high school boyfriend and like we would just sit in the corner and talk and. Um, yeah. So anyway, that was a tangent, but I was like, again, for those of you who have not are like, I don't know where bank street is in new Albany, Indiana, but I was like, yes, I use the Googles. Yes. The Googles. Um, but I will, I'm going to add all of this to the show notes. Um, I thank you so much for your time and your emotional labor. I I'm so excited for this episode to come out and I, I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. You too.